This is the Plaza Theatre Podcast. Bronze Tower, Act Two. Here comes a chopper to chop off your head. Chip, chop, chip, chop. Chip, chop, chip, chop, chip, chop, chip, chop. (laughs) You fucking morons. (laughs) You bastards. Uh. (laughs) He's listening to us. Isn't the inspector ever going to come? I thought you were going to bloody kill me. We're not supposed to do things like that in this country. Bloody savages. You deserved it. You're not judge and jury. We're all fucking prisoners. Well done, Michael. And what shall we do about it? Scream and shout and hammer on the door? Why didn't you say something when he was spying on us just now? Perhaps they're waiting to see if one of us cracks and confesses. Trial by psychological ordeal. The guilty one breaks down under the stress of his own conscience. Why his? Don't be so pedantic, Michael. We'll have to invent a possessive adjective that means both his and her. Well, that's asking a lot of grammar, (laughs) but even more of sex. But I don't think it will work. What won't? Their scheme, to make one of us confess. It could work, if one of us was the killer. No. Stabbing is premeditated. People who are ruthless enough to kill in cold blood don't have a conscience. Guilt is meaningless to them. You seem to know a lot about the murderer's state of mind. Just using my imagination. I didn't know you had one. Are you sure that's all? What else? Maybe you're trying to convince yourself. Of what? That you haven't any conscience. Are you trying to suggest that I had something to do with the dead girl? Why were you in the woods then? I've already told you. It was a lovely evening. You had rung in the morning to say you'd be late. So I went for a walk. When I spoke to you on the phone, you said it doesn't matter about being late home because you'd arranged to go to the vicarage for a meeting about the next church bazaar. I... I was on my way when the policeman brought me here. But the vicarage lies in the opposite direction. You were walking away from it. I decided to have a long walk first. The meeting wasn't until eight. You told me seven on the phone. You must have misheard me. Or was it that you planned to fit something or someone into that hour? You're talking out of your arse. But carry on, it passes the time. There's nothing worse than boredom. This isn't the only evening it's happened. In what way? You've set out for many more church bazaar meetings that have ever actually taken place. So you've added spying and jealousy to your other attributes. Why not admit it? All right. I admit it. I have a lover. That is, someone who can actually make love to me. Someone who satisfies me sexually. Something you can't do without me having to do most of the work for you. It's a bore that way, you know. But you haven't really taken it that far, have you? And why not? If you can have a mistress, why shouldn't I have a lover? Well, it's not the same thing. I see. I'm supposed to keep the home together, such as it is, while you mess around with this one here, or any other woman who's fool enough to fool for you. But you have the children. Children? But you never said. Don't worry, they're not due for your school. 
We belong to the class that still pays for them to be educated. Out of sight, out of mind. They show up only on the bank balance and for occasional holidays, though they seem to be away for most of those as well. They'd fit beautifully into your school, I'm sure. Sounds like better for them too. They might grow up reasonably normal. But why didn't you say? Why would she need to tell you? Of course. You're the lover. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Not really, though, eh? You better believe it. <gasps> you bastard! Who's the kettle and who's the pot? And does she satisfy you? As much as she can. You slimy little! Well, since this is turning into a truth evening, I might as well speak the truth. You're being deliberately vile. Perhaps you knew the girl as well, Kate. The girl? The dead one. I can discern at least two motives for you to have murdered her. Me? This is ridiculous. Both rooted in jealousy. Well, you rate yourself highly. Ugh. Proceed, Mr Inquisitor. Some evenings. When I came home, you began to suspect I was seeing a girl. You thought it was the girl I'd taken on at the office. As she was threatening your marriage and your standard of living, you decided to do away with her. You waylaid her in the woods and murdered her. How dull. Can't you make it more exciting? What about the other motive? Slightly more complicated. You suspected your lover of having an affair with the girl and were driven by jealousy to murder her. That's better. Or passion. But how could I know it was that girl? Well, I don't know. Maybe you saw them together one evening. Oh, not so ingenious. Kate knew all the time I was going with Libby. You two-faced bitch. Just waiting your chance to take him off me, weren't you? Don't be cross with me, Libby. There's more to life than men. But I can understand you. You're a lovely girl. Men and women must find you very attractive. <laughs> women? What's so funny? Women don't usually like me. Why not? They're afraid that I'll steal their husbands. Or boyfriends. With good reason, you tried to steal mine. Hardly. It was all right for a laugh, you know. Not very good in bed, mine, but an older man nonetheless, and quite well off to boot. You bitch. We all know now why his prowess is lacking. I'm not the only one who has tendencies. We're all flawed. Not me. I only likes men. Meaning what? The look in your eyes. The hints you've been dropping. I've met your kind before and I don't care for them. Come off it, Libby. I'm sure I'm not the only woman who's found you attractive. Well, I don't care for that kind of attraction. So that's it? It never occurred to me. What didn't occur, lover boy? Oh, why, it was such bloody hard work making love to you. You didn't really want it, did you? You tried hard, but it never came off. Or rather, you didn't. Uncivilised bastard. Ignore him, Libby. Men lack sensitivity and are never as pretty as you with your beautiful hair and soft skin. Don't you touch me. Keep your paws to yourself. Oh, you'll pay for that. You wait. The murdered girl was also young and attractive. Doubtless with beautiful hair and soft skin, too. How do you know? Well, the policeman told us she was young. So? Well, I'm imagining the rest. Oh, I don't doubt that for one minute. You miss the point. So there's a point, is there? Yeah, but you don't want to see it. Or can't. Uh, what he's trying to say is the girl's lover needn't be a man. Maybe she didn't like the way the affair was developing and decided to drop you. And you're very vindictive. You did arrange to meet her, didn't you? A last attempt to persuade her to... To what? 
to do it your way, naturally. Or rather, unnaturally. It wasn't my fault you were dissatisfied. So, you went for a stroll. And you have the weakest alibi of all of us. No weaker than Michael's. Quite a few people saw me. People who recognise me. Like the girl. She won't be able to talk. Perhaps it's just as well. What is there to make them suspect me? Your guilty conscience, for one. It was you who started talking about the murderer's state of mind. Oh, that was just fancy. <laughs> fancy? Fancy is going to lead you to a cell. You will be put away for a very long time. Killers are mad to begin with. They're even madder when they come out. If they come out. I don't think they should ever be freed. There ought to be some higher form of justice for premeditated killing. And who would carry that out? We would, if we decided you were guilty. You bastard. You're rather keen on executions, aren't you? A little too keen on inflicting pain, especially on women. Are you sure it isn't you? Don't dodge the issue, Kate. You're the one on trial. I did not kill that girl, whoever the hell she is or was. And I, like you, Michael, am not responsible for my nature. I am the way God made me. And if he made my sexual instincts equally male and female, a crude way of putting it, but it seems to be the only way to make so-called normal people understand, then he must live with it, at least until I die. In the past, you would have been burnt for heresy. The creator does not make mistakes. At least he wasn't supposed to. If he did, the devil was automatically blamed. They had no right to burn people for what they were. We know that now. We have been enlightened. They were barbarians. So are women who kill girls for sexual reasons. I did not kill her! We find that you did. You had a mixture of motives. You also had the time to do it. It was all carefully planned. You've no evidence. That's where you're wrong. How? I lied earlier on. I knew about the knife. The policeman told me. The policeman described the knife. So? The blade was stainless steel. The handle was of teak. Just like the one I own. So it is. Just like yours. So now we know who the police will be charging. Not only a callous murder, but an attempt to shift the blame onto your husband. If it is your knife, you won't be able to wriggle out of that evidence so easily. If I'd killed someone, you don't think I'd leave such an obvious clue embedded in my victim, do you? I wouldn't put it past you. It would enable you to persuade people that obviously you didn't do it because you wouldn't be so stupid. This wrangling must come to an end. This is monstrous. Libby, can't you make them see sense? I didn't do it. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. You still deserve to die. Why? How could you say that? Don't you feel anything for me, Libby? Yes. Disgust. You're unnatural. And all unnatural creatures must die. You seem to have an obsession with exterminating people. Only if they deserve it. What about him, then? And what about you? You two should set up house together. Then you'd live happily ever after. I don't fancy other men, thanks. No, you prefer tarts, don't you? They're preferable to your sort. My sort? My sort? What is my sort? What is so despicable about me? I behave as naturally as any other woman in ordinary life. I look after my home, feed my husband, bear children, which is more than you do with your female bits. You think they're only for one purpose, pleasure. All right, 
So I'm not so keen on being on the receiving end of sexual pleasure where a man's concerned, but I'm not incapable of giving it. That horrifies you, doesn't it? But I could give you far more gratification than either of these two can. A man's offerings are coarse, vulgar and rough. There's no sweetness in them, no softness, no subtlety. I could give you such sensations, such pleasures, that you would think twice of looking at a man in the future. There. You're not frightened now, are you? I don't know why I am like this, but I do know what I am. It doesn't shame me. Ever since I became aware of my own feelings, I have felt this way. As I grew older, I submitted to men or let them submit to me because that was the way I was required to behave. I don't mind it. We spend a large part of our lives doing things we don't particularly want to do. But it all leaves me cold. There's no pleasure in it for me. And that wasn't the impression you gave me. I got good at pretending. Don't touch her. (laughs) Why not, caveman? Jealous. If she doesn't mind, why should you? Come along. Let's leave these two men to their own devices. Uh, Leave her alone. Uh, Grab her. No. No, I've done nothing. Murder. Unnatural practices. Isn't that enough? Leave me, you bastard. Livy, help me. Death by strangulation. Hey, you there! When's the bloody inspector coming? Hey! Answer me, damn you! Open up! You can't keep us in here all night! Open up! Bastards! It's obvious we're here for the night. I'd settle down if I were you. Not the kind of man to settle down, are you, Craig? Impetuous to the last. I reckon they're trying to break us. I think they already have. More likely they've forgotten. You know what country policemen are like. Well, that obnoxious sod hasn't forgotten us. The simple explanation is that the policeman has just checked up to make sure we're all still here and has gone off once again to see where the inspector has got to. I wish he'd learned to whistle properly. Isn't there any way out of here? None. This lower part was intended as a prison as well as a storehouse for fuel for the beacon. The steps to the top were on the outside. It certainly knew how to build in those days. Real solid stone. Well, that's it. The sun has gone. Perhaps I'll be a moon. I ain't not being able to see. It's scary. Maybe there are some candles? We should have looked earlier. What's that over there? Looks like an old brazier. Oh, that'll do nicely. What? Make a fire? Why not? The place is all stone, no danger, and summer nights can grow chilly. If they see a red glow coming from the tower, someone might come. Place grows more like hell every moment. Well, there's plenty of fuel, come on. Let's hope someone sees it. If no one comes, we could burn the door down. (laughs) It's an old trick. I've been thinking, when Michael reached the brook earlier this evening, Libby hadn't arrived, right? Must we? I thought we'd settle all that nonsense. You did say you arranged to meet her there. Yes, I did. 
Why wasn't she there then? How do I know? Ask her. I was I was late. Oh, there you are. The true explanation is usually the simplest. She was late. And after I'd waited at the forge for a while, I went along the path to meet her. But you never met? No. The policeman met him first. And then you? But you were brought here a long time after Michael. Maybe they took a long time to find her. Not at all. I was really late. I scarcely entered the woods before I was stopped. Well, that's your story. That's right. It's my story. But unlike you, I have someone to back it up. What better witness than the policeman? What better indeed? Unless you had been in the woods and done the deed earlier, and were coming back to establish an alibi, hoping that someone would see you. Well, I wasn't. Where had you been all day? Working in the shop. I thought it was early closing today. I worked late, after the shop shut. Then I went home. That still wouldn't take you to be on late afternoon. Was anyone at home? No, Mother goes out most afternoons. Your father, then? Well, he died when I was 15. I live with my mother, it's just the two of us. If your mother doesn't work, who earns all the money in your house? I earn enough for us both. What, working in that shop? I've hardly ever seen anyone in there. It always looks empty to me. We have quite a few customers, actually. So where does your money come from? Perhaps there's more than meets the eye when you get home to that cottage of yours. I think you have a real cottage industry going. Is your mother the madam? How dare you! If you saw the place, Kate, you wouldn't say that. It's just a farm labourer's cottage, two up, two down. After all, that's what my father was, a farm labourer. If I was a prostitute, as you like to make out, well, I'd be a lot richer. Or being such a small area as this, your customer base has dried up. You bitch! All right. So your mother wasn't at home? No. She never returns till about seven. I usually make the supper. Did you make supper this evening? No, I didn't have time. I'd arranged to meet Michael. So cool about it all, aren't you? Still, if Michael was just another client... What? But you had plenty of time to make supper and dress up for your boyfriend. And yet you were late. I had a lot of other things to do. Housework, and then I had a bath. Yes, that's very important in your trade. What time did you leave the cottage? Just before seven, I think. Yes, it must have been. I looked at the clock and realised how late I was. So, there isn't anyone who can vouch for you between, say, four o'clock and seven, is there? You could easily have slipped in and out of the woods earlier, had a bath to clean off the blood, destroyed any blood-stained clothing, and then started back towards the brook. Well, of course I could. As though could anyone else who lives locally. We aren't the only people around here. No, but we were the only ones in the woods after the murder. That is obvious by now. Why do you prefer older men? Let me rephrase that. Men old enough to be your father. <laughs> That's obvious. I'm not old enough to be her father. But she doesn't really care for you, now does she, Craig? We're engaged. Well, they're always engaged, that sort. She was probably engaged to Michael, too, as well as half a dozen others. Don't be stupid. Would you marry her, then, if I divorced you? Well, I... <laughs> and would you marry him, now that you know what he's like? <laughs> well, he's never been like that with me. It must be something in you which makes him go like that. Perhaps you really do prefer to dominate him in spite of what you say. And he pretends to be like that to please you. In that case, Michael, you are more subtle and more virile than I gave you credit for. Full of surprises, aren't I? All right, so you're probably not a tart, just a nymphomaniac. Perpetually hot under the gusset, panting for a man, any man. <laughs> you can't get enough of it, can you? Oh, poor little fellow. Did I wear you out then? You see, Craig... 
That'll teach you to fall in love with the likes of her. I don't know whether to be sick or angry. You were jealous of her, weren't you? Who? The dead girl. <laughs> Why should I have been? Because she was stealing my husband, your daddy figure, away from you. I don't need any daddy figure. Yes, you do. Your relationship with your father went deeper than normal, didn't it? No, it didn't. It didn't. You obviously forget what you told me, Libby. Ha! <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. That your mother didn't protest. No, Michael, no, you promise, never! You broke faith with me earlier. Why should I care who knows now? Mother didn't protest at what? When she found her father in bed with her. Stop it! Stop it! How disgusting. A farm labourer. Always ploughing the furrow. What other peculiar habits did he have? <sighs> you coarse bitch! You'll pay for that. You killed that girl because you wanted to keep Michael for yourself. You wanted to go on pretending that he was your father because you'd never had as much pleasure as you had from him. But Michael wasn't enough. He was the right age, but he couldn't give you what you craved for. So you went from one man to another, but you never could get enough men, old or young. You reek of them, you little whore. Incestuous, murderous, adulterous whore. Incestuous, murderous, adulterous whore. Stop it! The punishment is death by flogging. No! Uh, uh, no! Uh, uh. We're going mad. So much for games. They're dangerous. I'm cold. I'll find some more wood. Can't go on like this. We'll be raving lunatics by morning. Perhaps we're lunatics already. We just don't behave like this, do we? I mean, not normally. It's more like a nightmare than a reality. Can anyone tell the difference? We're brought here by a policeman and locked up because a girl's been found dead in the woods. She's been murdered. He tells us, but has she? Was there a body there at all? I didn't see it, did you? No, I didn't. Nor me. Well, neither did I. And they usually cordon the place off and bring dogs. I've not heard any dogs. Yet yeah, we're all behaving as though it really happened. Well, we're locked up in here, so it must be true. Quick, stoke the fire. Make it blaze. Anything. Run up and hammer the door. Shout, everyone. Shout, make him hear. Hey, let us out. Hey, let us out. Let us out. Let Well, that's it. If the inspector or someone hasn't come by dawn, we'll burn down the door. Bloody hell, it's tomorrow already. Tomorrow never comes. It's always today. Don't you think we ought to get some sleep? Sleep? <laughs> oh, can we? We haven't yet decided who sleeps with whom. Oh, leave it. Well, let's all sleep together then, like they did in the old Elizabethan times. Let's be uncivilised just for one night. Uncivilised? They were a damn sight more civilised then than we could ever pretend to be. That would suit you, wouldn't it, Michael? You'd sleep with whoever rolls in your direction. I'll draw lots then. We've nothing to lose. No, we've lost it already. It? What's it? Anything you care to make it. Innocence. You gave me the impression that children had already lost that, so they knew it all by instinct. No. They don't have shame or remorse or guilt. We teach the poor little buggers that. 
If you keep applauding this kind of civilization, why do you find it so exciting to become so-called uncivilized? Like letting your hair down, do you? What's left of it? Don't be cruel. It's not his fault if he's balding. Of course it's his fault. Everything's his bloody fault. You're a pretty uncivilized brute, after all, in spite of your education. I'm human, that's all. And don't pretend I'm not. Human enough to kill? If the need arises. And you? I did my stint in the army. I killed a few. But that was war. All the same, they died. And I killed them. Have you ever killed anyone? I suppose you're proud of yourself. Look at the adoring eyes of these two. Women admire a man who spills blood. I shot them. I didn't stab them in cold blood. They had an equal chance of killing me. In fact, they would have done if I hadn't fired first. He must have found it exciting. Kind of compensation for your lack of other abilities. Eh? Bullets, like money, have no side. You're the only one of us here found in the woods who hasn't yet accounted for his movements. I don't have to account to you. In case you've forgotten, we're still waiting for the inspector. They're waiting for one of us to crack. I know it. Who's supposed to be keeping their eye on the fire? I've got a bloody job to see anything in this light. I saw an old lamp over there earlier. Oh, that's good. Still got some fuel. You were in the woods, Craig, but you weren't coming to meet me. And you weren't going to meet her. What were you doing? Coming? Going? What is this? Why should I come to meet you, but go to meet her? No, don't spin words meaninglessly. I was out for an evening stroll, just like Kate. You had a date with that girl, didn't you? You credit me with great sexual prowess, keeping three women satisfied almost simultaneously. What makes you think you satisfied me? <laughs> or me. Well, well, I... You don't... You know damn well why I didn't satisfy you. Your tastes lie in different directions. And you're just a liar. What about all those times you cried out with pleasure? Or it certainly sounded like pleasure. She's good at pretending. Like me. <sighs> good. Fine. Well, at least I've satisfied myself. Oh, you selfish beast. <sighs> Seems I can't win either way. I don't want to know about your abysmal relations with unsatisfied women. I want to know what you were doing in the woods. Between six and seven in the evening. Yesterday evening, that is. Well, at least our games have passed the time quickly for us, haven't they? Don't try and change the subject. What were you doing between six and seven? Come on, tell us. Your cards must be laid out on the table too. Why should I tell you anything? Why should I tell you what I was doing? So what are you hiding? Those are the rules. You were the one who's so eager to play games. We've all taken our turn. Now it's yours. Not everyone is as eager as you three are to bear their souls. You remind me of those people who volunteer information about their sex lives. If they have to tell everyone what they're up to, <laughs> they're bent to start with. I think he wants us to drag it out of him. Yeah, it would make him feel more important. What's so precious about your hidden life, Craig? You don't think you matter, do you? To you, obviously not. I was a fool to believe I did. To her, <laughs> no. To him, of course not. Why should I matter? Well, none of you matter to me. Oh, then why all this fuss about your little games? Because I matter to myself. That makes sense, doesn't it? You're not going to pretend to me that you have a saint-like incapacity for caring about yourselves. Of course not. We admit it. But not as intensely as you. You must have had a hard time keeping yourself in one piece. He's terribly unstable. I thought that as well. 
Oh, fuck off, can't you? You're frightened of falling to bits, aren't you, Craig? Afraid of disintegrating. All right, all right. So I have a hard time keeping myself in one piece. I'm unstable. So where does that take you? Well, murderers are notoriously unstable, particularly sex murderers. I did not kill that girl. Well, perhaps you did it without knowing. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, rubbish. You've been reading too many psychological paperbacks. Yes, yours. You've enough of them around the house. <laughs> They've really got to you, haven't they? And there was me thinking you were in love with me. <laughs> You're more of a child than the children you teach. People like you usually commit suicide in their early 20s. The impact of reality shatters them. I'm one of the ones that got away, aren't I? I don't know. Are you? Maybe that fate still awaits you. Haven't you ever tried to kill yourself? Or thought about it, perhaps? <sighs> Considered it, yes. What intelligent and imaginative person hasn't? It's a stage one passes through. But you didn't actually do it. As you see. A natural talent for staying alive, in spite of yourself. There's no sense in mocking me. The problem is to survive, and I'm still doing that. I see life differently. Perhaps if you'd been shot at and blown up, you'd be grateful for not being dead, rather than sorry for yourself for being alive. I'm not sorry for myself. It is you who are being sorry for me. I can do without your sympathy, thanks. Just... Look, just leave me alone. So that you can stay in one piece. Some men even kill to bring themselves up to par, you know, hold them together. Up to par? What do you think people are, business commodities? Don't wander away from the crux of the matter. We still don't know what you were doing when the girl was murdered. Look, if you go on like that, you'll be making me feel important. That's what I was trying to say about par. Some men need to kill, to feel alive, to bolster their egos. So they hunt deer or shoot grouse or, or fly falcons. Or kill women. Or whatever. She's hardly the first to be killed. There must have been millions of them through the ages. History's not a book full of ready-made excuses. We should be more... I know, civilised. If you're so bloody civilised, stop persecuting me. A touch of paranoia too. How interesting. Pile that on top of the manic depression and the schizophrenia, and we have... Oh, go to hell. I'm the wrong age group for most of that. That's more in your line, I would think. Add all that on top of your little problem. <laughs> Look, none of you are going to break me. However hard you try, neither singly nor together, right? And you're not going to make me confess, because there's nothing for me to confess to. You'll get nothing out of me. Because I have nothing to tell you. Damn you, damn you all, nothing. He's hysterical. They're usually like that. Who are? Torturers, sadists, murderers. People who hurt and kill for kicks. Is he really like that? Well, he certainly fooled me. He's never shown me that side of him. I never. He breaks down sometimes, weeps, grinds his teeth, pounds his fists against the wall. It's quite a comic turn. You don't laugh at him. I'm afraid I do. Oh, and I know I shouldn't. Laughing only makes him worse. Hasn't he ever beaten you? No, he has not. Has he ever beaten you? Sometimes. Why do you put up with it? Perhaps because I liked it. You mean like Michael does? <laughs> Why do you beat her, Craig? Because I love her. Strange way to express your love. All right, so I'm a perverted sexual monster. I like to beat her. Why doesn't she leave me then? I thought she had. That's only for tonight. 
Don't you know the words of the song? Oh, the games people play now, every night and every day now, never meaning what they say now, never saying what they mean. <laughs> that song also mentions ivory towers, not old stone ones like we're trapped in. I just can't help myself. It's in me. There's only one way for a person to rid himself of so-called perversion. Suicide. There is another way. What other way? For us to do the job for him. Murder. No, 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 no. Tut, tut. Not murder. Execution. Oh, yeah, of course. I forgot your fixation about being civilised. Oh, what a pity it would be. I might even miss you. Libby, you, you don't really want me to die, do you? You know, I think I do. I am in need of a change. From Daddy as well? Yes, from him too. You can have him all to yourself again. Except for the fluff he picks up at the office. That's something I can take care of quite adequately. You mean like the one you took care of tonight? I told you, that wasn't me. Come along. We can't keep the condemned man waiting. It isn't ethical. I thought the death penalty had been abolished in all civilised countries. We'll bring it back. Especially for our little kingdom of Grant's Tower. Now, let me see. Where's a nice little drop? Seven feet, I think it should be. Drop? We have to hang him. A noose around his neck. It's the most civilised way to exterminate people. Swift and painless, I do assure you. We, we, we did it for centuries. You don't expect me to stand here patiently waiting to be exterminated. Supposing I refuse? Well, then run away. As far as you can. <laughs> you won't get far. Got anything to say before you die? It's your last chance to redeem your rather murky life. You're mad, the lot of you. Libby, make a noose and some rope and thread it through that pulley. Kate, find some sacking to put over his head. Go to hell. The march to the scaffold. Or shall we call it Marche Funèbre? Like food, it always sounds so much more impressive in French. You're a murderer. You killed that girl. I did not kill her. We say you did. We are the judges. Now you must die. Ready? About time too. Uh, very sorry, everyone, but we won't need to detain you any longer. You're free to go. What? All of us? Yes, everyone. But the girl? What about the girl? The questions? The inspector. We've been waiting all bloody night. Yeah, right. What is this? Please accept our sincere apologies, madam. All of you. Uh, it's a most regrettable incident, and I would suggest you make your own wing hole as quickly as possible. <laughs> all right, come on. Come on. <laughs> Libby, Libby, Libby. Get off! Get off! This is ridiculous. You can't lock people up for hours in a damp, cold tower, waiting to be questioned, and then not question them. Well, it was necessary at the time, sir. A most brutal murder of a young lady, as I told you. So there was a murder. We were beginning to wonder. Indeed there was. So we're not going to be questioned after all that? We've been here for half the fucking night! Uh, there's no need for that kind of language, sir. The murderer confessed. Confessed? So quickly. Are you sure he's your man? Well, how do you know he wasn't one of those cranks who always comes forward? Uh, we're aware of cranks, sir. We've checked him out. He did it all right. Who was he? 
All I can tell you is that he's not from around here. I'm sure it's no one you know. Why did he do it? Uh, the usual reasons for these murders. Usual reason? Is there a usual reason? He'd been going out with a young lady. Then she started to see someone else. He waylaid her in the woods and tried to persuade her to go back to him. She refused, they quarrelled, and, well, he stabbed her. And the girl's name, Constable? Oh, I can't tell you that at the moment. <laughs> but don't worry, it'll be in all the newspapers. And a bit more besides, I shouldn't wonder. I'm exhausted. Come along, Michael, let's go home. Home? What do we do there, after all this? Sleep. Wake up. You go to the office on your usual train. I look after the house. You come back on your usual train. We eat dinner. I go to the vicarage to discuss the next bazaar. But how can we? After all that's happened, this nightmare. Just forget it, Michael. I still love you. I don't know why, but there you are. You do? Of course I do, you bloody fool. As long as you'll still have me. Of course. I wouldn't dream of leaving you. After all that's come out. And some of it was just a game, wasn't it? It's just a game. Come on, Libby, let's go. No. You go on back. I want to be on my own for a while. I need to think. Don't you worry, sir. I'll see the young lady gets home safe and sound. Oh, right. I'll, uh, I'll see you later. Please yourself. That'll be the end of your young man, then. The end? Uh, your relationship, I mean. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think it will be. Why? I've been watching you all night. I know. We heard you whistling. Shall we go, then? And there's no rush, is there? What do you mean? You promised to take me home. Afterwards. After what? Just shut up, if you know what's good for you. Let me go, you bastard! I warned you, you little bitch. I said there was a murderer on the loose. Policeman was played by Nick Longland. Michael by Matthew Ellison. Craig by Nick Longland. Kate by Claire Durham. And Libby was played by Chloe Bertels. Thank you for listening to the Plaza Theatre podcast. Although the theatre is closed, keeping the building maintained still costs money. If you've enjoyed our podcast today, please consider making a donation to keep theatre alive in Romsey. Visit plazatheatre.com for more details. <laughs>